Hi, I'm Candy Rain, and I work at the candy shop in Boston, Massachusetts, and I am today's guest announcer. You can find me on Instagram at the Candy Shop Boston or on my personal page, Candy Rain Beauty. Cue the music. In an industry where most of us spend the majority of our time working alone in a room, this podcast was created so you can learn, be encouraged, and find a connection with other lash and beauty professionals. This is the Lashcast Podcast, and here's your host, Paul Lubers. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today is our last episode of 2019, and it also happens to be our 50th episode. So there's a lot for us to celebrate. 2019 was not the year that we expected, but it ended up being an amazing year for us. And we're so thankful to have taken this journey alongside with you guys. Last week, during our Christmas episode, we looked back at 2019. This episode, we're going to be looking forward to 2020. And we're going to just talk about goal setting. We're going to talk about smart goals. And we're going to talk about some of the philosophy about getting things done and how we do it. And we also, weird enough, us and I decided to share a little bit about how we almost got divorced 13 years ago. And it wasn't planned. It wasn't scripted. It just kind of just flowed out of things. And we ended up talking about it. And so for anyone who's listening, who's maybe going through struggles in the relationship, thinking about banning that relationship, maybe... Just listen a little bit. Hopefully, you'll find it as an encouragement to you. And if it is, please let us know. I mean, we do this show to help you guys. We really want to help grow our community and serve our community. And so for us, it just kind of naturally flowed out of things. And I thought about cutting it out, but I decided not to because it really wasn't what we usually do here. It's not about marriage counseling on this show. But that said, it just seemed to fit in the year. Why not? So hopefully you'll find it useful. And if not, you guys will get to learn a little bit about us and our marriage. It's not always easy. If you've been married or in a relationship for long term, you know it is not always easy. Now let's get to announcements real quick. We have Lash Cruise coming up on March 27th. So just a few months away. You need to sign up now if you want to get the best price. And also the payment plan is no longer available. So Go to our website, lashcruise.com, or go to our Instagram, and you can click the link in the bio, and you can go buy your tickets today. Also, we're going to be speaking in Long Beach at ICE, or ISSE, on January 25th through 27th. We have five classes that we're doing. Two are free, three are paid. So if you're interested in that, the link's in the bio. Come and see us, especially if you're going to be at the trade show. Why not come and uh, hang out with us for a little bit? And also, we're going to be in Scottsdale at the Scottsdale Lash and Brow Conference Competition, April 17th through the 19th. We're going to be teaching class there. And we're going to have an additional class that you can come and learn how Tusney does volume using pre-made fans. It's a half-day class. And the second half is going to be a business course. It's going to be our Elevate class. So you will get a whole lot in one day. And you need to go first sign up at the Scottsdale their thing, their event, and then you get a $200 discount code that you can then go use and sign up for your class with us. And that's going to be just the day before the whole thing starts. So I think it's April 17th is the day of the competition, and we're going to be having our class on that same day. So if you're not in the competition, come and hang out with us and learn. And that pretty much wraps up our announcements. So let's now get into today's episode where we talk about preparing for 2020 and making it the best year yet. Welcome back to Lashcast. Happy New Year. We are right on the edge of New Year's Eve and we're excited to come to you live from the Lashcast studios. Welcome Erica and Tusney. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi guys. How are you doing? So good. We are really excited because it is the New Year's just around the corner and we're trying to make sure we release this. I believe it will come out either New Year's Eve or the day before New Year's Eve. So if you guys are listening, you guys are getting ready to count down, celebrate, hopefully a good year. And if not, reset for a new year. And that's what's so cool about New Year's, right? It's kind of a reset. It's, you know, maybe just things didn't go the way you'd hope. Your plans, everything didn't quite come true that you had planned, but that's okay because guess what? You have a new year. And just another side note, because maybe you're listening to this episode in June or maybe you listen to it in April for some reason. And you're like, well, oh, that's a new year's. It doesn't count. That's not good for me. But wait, just, just hang in there because guess what? You can reset 
anytime you want. It's not like, hey, January, so this is the time when I get to plan the new year. If you're right now having a bad year and it's May, and you're like, oh my gosh, guess what? This day, today you list this, is your reset. You can reset today, say, all right, that's the end of this bad year. I'm going to do the second half of 2020, and it's going to be amazing. And I'm not going to watch TV every night. I'm not going to watch Instagram for three hours a day. I'm going to put down the phone, put down the remote control, and I'm going to produce and get some things done. I'm going to make that product. I'm going to make that training. I'm going to do something else with my time. You can always reset it any point in your life so don't worry if you're listening to this today and you're like well this is a new year's episode so it doesn't apply to me i think this is going <laughs> to apply to you just as well and just use it as a little impetus hopefully a little reminder that you can start over right now so. i would say too if you're one of those people that only sets a fitness goal in january <laughs> yeah. you need to take a step back yeah. and realize Recalibrate. <laughs> that's probably never going to happen yeah. first of all yeah, and, and I always would say, and this is something I've done for a long time now, I just don't use the word diet. I think diet has the idea that you start it, it and it ends at some point. Do the first a, three yeah. letters are die, so yeah, I'll just yeah. leave that right yeah, there. Exactly. Just, you know what, diets, you know what, just make a lifestyle change. Just say, mm-hmm. I'm going to eat differently. I've had to, you know, since I was diagnosed with prostate cancer, for me, I've had to change my style, lifestyle. So I don't eat, I don't drink soda ever. Um, I don't have candy. I don't do any of that stuff. I've done a little bit here and there. But overall, I don't do it anywhere close to what I used you to. Know, I, I never thought I'd thank God for that diagnosis, but it's made such a difference in yeah. your choices and your your sense of responsibility yeah. for yourself. I'm really proud of you. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, drink just, we have a Friday nights in my day where I can have a drink. Um, and then once in a while, if we go out to dinner, I'll, I'll have a drink then too, mm-hmm. because it's dinner. No, but you've really, <laughs> you've really made a, ch- a change. Yeah. And none of the, you don't even eat chips anymore. So. I don't eat chips. That was the biggest, to be honest, more than anything else, chips and guacamole oh. every night. That's my life. That's what I've been doing <sighs> for like 20 some years. And I haven't had, I actually only had chips and guac for the first time like a week ago because we found some chips that were like super healthy that have like mm. made out of crap. I, so I love the black bean and quinoa chips from Trader mm. Joe's. And mm. if you get their Chipotle black bean bean dip, yeah. that's probably like what your chips and guac is. That's yeah. what that is for me. Have yeah. you tried the ones at Trader Joe's with the flaxseed? I love yeah, it. I don't like those as much. Yeah. The taste is good, but they no, are, they're, they're lower carb. Taste. Yeah, you know, they got those like... omega threes. You know. Yeah, Do you have flexing. a favorite bagged chip, like like a flavor? No, I I did. I just, it, just it, it was a chip. It. I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I had such low standards for chips. I'm like, hey man, just give me chips oh. with anything green on it. Even if it's mold, I'll eat it. It's okay. No, it was just very simple for me. Um, guacamole and chips. I like fresh guac, so I wouldn't. I usually I did stuff that was made like just more recently. You wouldn't make it yourself? No, I, actually, I did that a couple of times. Our daughter liked making it too. Yeah. What? But he would eat popcorn and guacamole can be really healthy. You can do carrots and guac. Oh yeah, yeah. You can have as much guacamole as he wants. Just yeah, guac's not bad, but just not chips. And then yeah. we do now wah, veggies wah. and we call it the hummus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want that crunchy with carrots, cucumbers, or cucumbers the person. Good. That's actually good. I've learned to really appreciate that yeah. too. So anyhow, we side tangent. Tangent. Well, that's what you can be thankful for. I, yeah. Well, we weren't doing thankful. We oh, did no. that. No, not in this episode. We're okay. gonna skip being thankful. We spent Christmas being thankful. Now it's New Year's and we're partying. Yep. That's right. We're, we should be doing shots while we're here. Was that it? No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, we should we should do an episode where we're like a drunk a little, episode, not drunk because I personally hate that feeling. But yeah. like a tipsy episode, a tipsy, oh, a tipsy episode. Yeah, yeah, just a drink a or two, episode. just enough. Yeah, I think yeah. that'd be okay with that. I, I don't really want. To- Say what I was thankful for. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say something you're thankful for. (laughs) All right, because it's very timely, right? So my birthday is January 4th. And usually we don't do anything because everyone's so fried and like we're all burnt and we have no money left, right? You know, after the holidays and everything. And I'm I'm just done with it. Well, it was six, seven years ago. Yeah. Our dog came to us on Uh, on my birthday. Piglet. Piglet. I found Piglet cowering. You found? Yeah, Piglet was was found on the streets, streets. the mean streets of Arcadia. She was scared to death. She was running down this major road. Cars were all stopped. How how old was she? She was one. Less than one, probably like ten months or something like that. She still had baby teeth. Did she like make a break for it from her previous? She must have. She must have. have. She was well cared for. She didn't have a chip though. She wasn't fixed. We tried to find the owner and no one claimed her. So signs up, you know. So yeah, and. Yeah, so she came, it, that was January 4th, and that was 2013, 
13. Yeah, it was. She's uh, yeah, six years now, and uh, yeah, so yeah. So that's piglets. my little pig. We always like Raz Tusk by saying she came on my birthday. No, it was my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> now Piglet joined us on my birthday, December eighth. <laughs> it always gets me. I'm like, no, it was it was my <laughs> birthday. Yes. And then Fee says it was my birthday. So our birthdays are all like five weeks apart. Mm-hmm. Fee's 29th of November. I'm December eighth, and she's January fourth. So mm-hmm. we have this very short, intense Tight period birthday. where we all have our birthdays and our and we have our anniversary too on November 13th so which I was gonna say I'll, I'll just throw in I'm thankful it's been 26 years that's like a round of applause yeah and thank you actually, that's, just, that's just proof that God exists yeah without his, his model for us to forgive one another and love one another yeah. we would not be together so. no we would not we've, Praise we've had God. some dark seasons in our yes, marriage but God is yeah. able yeah. To, to breathe new life and to fix what is broken yeah Beyond repair, he can fix it. Yep. So no, it was, praise uh, God. No, it was like, gosh, it was like 13 years ago. Things were looking pretty dire. So halfway through, but we got way past mm-hmm. it. And yeah, it's been good. I mean, it's, it's actually, it's you hear people say, oh, it can't get better. Actually, for us, it gets it better get better and better. It's really weird. I feel like we're on like this. out of the ashes. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, literally. Yeah, it's been really exciting. And it's also, again, intentional. We, we talk about being intentional about things, mm-hmm. being grateful. being. It's been intentional in our marriage because we really actively seek out. Not that we go like, hey, we have to have vacations and do all these fancy things and make a good relationship. But it's intentional because we work on communication, staying mm-hmm. on the same page, being honest, sharing supporting each other and also we have the the premise that or the philosophy that love is a verb Mm -hmm. it's an action okay so it's not necessarily a feeling right so you love even when you don't feel like it or the other person deserves it so you just love because that's what we're commanded to do anyway yeah that's my two cents well it's also like if you live life like love is a feeling the second you don't feel it you're mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. yeah and we're human we can't perfectly love somebody no. especially one person for the rest of our life no i went into marrying peter with that like at my forefront knowing mm-hmm. like i don't think i put it in my vows but I, I was basically like i might make i will probably wake up one day and feel no love for you but i can still choose Amen. That is so huge. That is seriously, that is at the core of why I think a marriage will last. It says you choose to be engaged, to stay involved, versus Mm -hmm. the emotional roller coaster that comes with life, the ups and downs, and we allow our emotions to define us, and Mm -hmm. then we make bad choices and pain and hurt and entitlement kick in so yeah. that's i that's kudos beautiful I'm, kudos to you, to you. You're, you're way ahead of the game what <laughs> we we often say is that you know when we make our vows you know we made them in front of our friends and family and we made them in front of god right yeah. and so what we do is like i'm going to choose to love you as an act of worship to god not because you deserve it you know almost in spite <laughs> yeah. because you don't deserve it no, but as an act of worship and obedience to my vows and my god that's witness I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna love, and it's sacrificial, and it's a verb. It's not a feeling. And when it happens, by the way, it's like anything. When you give with no expectation for return, there's so many good things that happen from it. I don't know if it's what God just wired us as humans, but when you give to people and you give and you're not expecting anything back, wonderful gifts come back to you. Mm-hmm. You know, the other person will start to give back, and what happens, I think, and this was happening with us. We start thinking, well, I'm not getting what I want. I'm not getting what I need. And then you become so self-focused. You become like this black hole of hate and I, anger. I, and I, 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 me, me, me. And you just suck the life out of the relationship and out of everyone around. And that's what happened, I think, a lot with us. It was very much about why aren't I getting what I want? I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have boom, 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 boom. Just through the list. And it wasn't until really we started to say, you know what? I'm just going to give to you despite the fact that you don't give back. He's being super humble because I'll just tell everybody I had those feelings. I, you know, there I was disappointed and things. And there was a time when I was out of there. I was like, we are done. Wait until the kids get. There were lawyers. We had lawyers. Yeah, you know, I, I had, didn't, but Tess did. <laughs> I had lawyered up, and I'm just like, it's just a matter of time, okay? So don't think that this is going anywhere. Yeah, we'd and, have a good day, and I'll be all excited. And, and I'm like, like don't, don't forget, don't, I'm divorcing <laughs> you. Yeah, she okay? reminded me that this is. Ending. I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah she this, was. Yeah. This was a oh. low point for me in my life, but yeah. anyway, what he he did was it was amazing, and it was it. He just loved me. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, he, he didn't expect anything in return. And no matter how nasty I was, and I was nasty, he just loved me and was a man. And I'm like, 
oh my God, what am I doing? You know, it, it just mm. completely changed everything. Anyway, I'm so proud of you. Well, I because mean, it really took you sacrificing and saying, okay, I'm going to give up these foolish dreams. I'm going to lay down my life for you. Yeah. And he really showed me that he, he put away the things that I had problems with. And he, he loved me without, with abandon, with reckless abandon, even when I was nasty. And I think that was the problem. <coughs> I mean, that where I contributed was that I was trying to be the writer and the artist. And I think you just got tired of this never coming reality of wealth and prosperity from writing scripts. I had an expectation to like one day not have a mattress on the floor. Yeah. (laughs) That's my bet. Yeah, no, it was pretty humbling and things had not panned out the way we wanted. I think, you know, and I had just lost my job and I think after that point she was just so crushed. All this hard work, all this effort, all this sacrifice and all we had left were ashes. And at that point she just said, I'm done. And that's actually when I started integrity lash yeah. i mean that was oh, that uh, came integrity that lash. was my impetus i'm like i have to do this so it, yeah. it kind of was this dream and this was this thing and anyway yeah anyhow some real behind the scenes that we did not plan to yeah. talk about where's but, the box of digits yeah that was <laughs> no. but it was it from all that we rallied together and and things become we had a cause you know to work to build together i joined her in the company which really unified us on purpose and we were and, a team we, were we had a, team. a common goal we had a common goal and i think it was originally just integrity last but now it's more just life like we're just in this together in life mm-hmm. and we're going to do some cool stuff we're going to make a ruckus and make some noise and have some fun going along the way god willing and bless people and honor people and when it's all done, you know, I hopefully people will see that we really chose people and love people and invested in them. And that was what we really hope will be part of our legacy. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, so if any of you listening are going through a hard time or, you know, in, in kind of a blue period with your marriages, your relationship, I just want to let you know there's hope. There's. There is new life. Yeah. Um, Christ can do amazing things in your yeah. marriage. For God's us, love. it was our faith yeah. in Christ that I've really felt without that we would have been lost. It would have been, you know, lots of good counseling can do so much, but I really feel like having God in the center kind of uniting us one purpose and then focus gave us something. So if anybody towards. needs some encouragement or anything, you can reach out to us. You can DM us and yeah. we'd love to give some encouragement to you. Yeah, this was a, um, a tangent that we didn't plan. So yeah. I really feel like this is for somebody yeah. out there. Yeah. I do too. So reach out to them and yeah, because it is the end of the year. It's a holiday season. This is a time where things can be kind of emotional. Maybe things, relationships are rocky. Maybe you're making that choice to end it. You know, you're Mm -hmm. saying I'm moving on. I'm done. And maybe this can be that call. Like don't. You know, think twice. We actually had someone do that to us. We were just actually told yeah, we, in, we in our Sunday school class. Let me tell you, we were involved in our, really involved in our church group. And I, I said to everybody, listen, I just want to let everyone know we are, we're divorcing. I've had enough and I'm, I'm leaving. And they said, uh, listen, you've been friends. We've been friends for years and years. Can you do us one favor? Can you please meet with us? Can you all please meet with us? Can you tell us what's going on? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but nothing's going to change. I'm not going to change my mind. Okay, <laughs> fine, whatever. So whatever. we get together. <laughs> we get together and I share. And, you know, it was, a, it was a special time because the men in that group kind of, you know, they had some words to say. Yeah, they spoke truth they in my life. They had some words to say to Paul. And about me growing up and, and taking care of my family and my, doing the things that were responsible for my family. But also I remember there was a lady who came up to Tusney and I after we announced? I mean, I didn't plan on this announcement. This is Tusney. Hey guys, we're going to divorce. <laughs> Talk about a killing. The the the, the what, what's going on in the room? Yeah. Like everyone's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey guys, we're getting divorced. I was like, oh, like so it was like <laughs> silence in the sucked room. The like just the room. sucked the air out. We're I almost was having fun. Guys. She was just was just a cry for help. But this one lady came up and says she's strong and says, please reconsider it. Mm. I divorced my husband. And I have regretted it ever since. Wow. And it has been a disaster. And the truth is, divorce is so painful. It hurts everyone. It hurts the kids. If you have kids, it hurts your finances. There's so much money. If you just look at it monetarily, like mm-hmm. forget the spiritual, the relational, just financially, how much money is lost when you have to go through a divorce? It is terrible. People are ruined sometimes financially for life because of what happens through a divorce. So there's so much negative. I get it. But we just, if you're there and you're on that fence, you know, you know, we'd love to encourage you to maybe, you know, reach out to us. We'd love to support you in some way, if, uh, in any way possible. You know, this is just a little side note here, but... <laughs> this is all side this notes. This is all, seriously. <laughs> 
you know, the person that said that to me today yeah. came in today for the first time for lashes. It's just the weirdest thing ever. Oh, that was a person? It was that her? That was the person. Yeah. And no she way. had gotten divorced and she just told me that. that she just. That was just, the same lady? Oh my gosh. That is dating. so strange. Yeah. She just started dating somebody and it's, it has been 17 years wow. for her. Oh my She's gosh. super happy. God's blessed this relationship. But yeah, so it's kind of like, I don't know, it just come, came full circle. So I am convinced that this, wow. this message is for somebody yeah. out there right yeah. now who's hurting and is, is kind of on the brink of, you know, needing support and yeah. making a big decision. So please reach out to us. Yeah. Erica, anything you want to say you're thankful since we start with that and now we'll get into where <laughs> you're on the spot right now. Are we being now. thankful? Well, no, yeah, we, we kind of, we can get going. <laughs> if you want, we'll go into goal setting. And there we go. Let's how do. about that? Let's just get into goal setting. We really want, because it's a new year, this is a time when everyone is looking forward to the new year and getting excited and you're going to hopefully do things, right? We all are last bosses. We all have plans. We all have schemes that we want to put in place. But unless you really are intentional, there that's the word again, you're not going to get anything done. A year will pass and you'll watch a lot of TV and Netflix and Instagram and, and maybe made some money and had a little business, but nothing will change because you didn't plan for it. If you don't plan on changing, nothing will change. It'll just come. It's amazing how fast time flies. Mm -hmm. You just go, oh yeah, I'll do it next month. And then another month, another month. I mean, it's just, it's just the way human nature is. We put off things. We hate change by nature. We hate change. So you need to be, if you're at a point where you're like, I need to change. Well, then you need to make certain actions. So I'm going to share a few things that we've done. Some of the things we've done as a team, some of the things we do personally, and hopefully it'll be some encouragement to you to go out there and make those changes, make those plans, make this next year, 2020, the best year ever. The best year ever. Yes, the best year ever. Let's just have some song <clears throat> like, best year ever. Bang okay, high. so what is the first thing? All right, Erica's raising her hand know, like we're in like, class. Before you get yeah. into it, I what's helped me is something that I refer to as like a domino goal. Mm -hmm. It's recognizing which goal can almost like open the door for all mm. the other goals. Yeah. So it kind of creates a domino effect where it takes that first one and then yeah. all of them. So an example, and this could be true for somebody or not, but an example could be figuring out what your name is and getting a logo. And then from there, you can design your website. From there, if you have products, you can order labels. From there, you can get your business cards. From there, you know, so kind of like... Um, What's your key piece? Yeah, your, your key. That sort of, yeah, like unlocks it or, you know, pushes all the dominoes down. So... Yeah, no, that's so great. So go for it, Paul. <laughs> no, I mean, just Good. another example, just a real live example for us. We wanted to start doing speaking. We mm -hmm. wanted to start getting our brand out there. And so what we did is we found an opportunity to apply to speak at ICE or ISSE in Long Beach. And we applied and we both got to teach class. And that was really cool because it opened up the opportunity to speak at IBS. And it gave us a... Which a, is another... Um, another trade show trade in Vegas, which, by the way, is no longer called IBS, thank goodness. Oh, good. It's called Beauty Experience. The B Beauty Experience. B -E. T-B-E. It's actually just B. Just B-E-B. -E. B -E. B -E. Okay, good. With the the. So the they heard B. they heard me say enough times on this yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. Everybody. Okay, good. Yeah. So then <laughs> next year, no, we're not going to be seeing that IBS. We'll be seeing you at the Beauty Experience. That's so cool. that's cool. But yeah. that said, we intentionally did that because we also knew that would give us a little bit more gravity as far as starting our own training program, and we also knew that that would begin to build other opportunities. And for instance, uh, and, and we, before that, actually, I said before that we even did this because we knew if we just applied ice probably wouldn't have gotten in. So we knew we had to have a little bit of a CV, a little bit of a resume. So we started applying for awards. That's why we applied for a slum today and won the top 200 slum. That's why we applied for, you know, best lashes and all those things and had worked so hard and to local get local papers, local papers and magazines. We wanted to be able to tell them when we were speaking, by the way, if you say, Hey, I've been my beauty professional, let me speak. They'll look at you and go, why? That Who are anything. you? What but, have you done? Yeah, exactly. But when we said we're a top 200 slum and now, well, in the last world, it's not very much known as much of a of honor but in the beauty world that's a big deal if you're a top tier in salon they're like whoa you're you're unique you're mm -hmm. a unicorn you're doing something special it's like there. getting an oscar in the in the beauty world it is so for us 
we went out and said, we want to get this thing. So we went out and got the awards. And once we got the awards, that allowed us then to apply for the speaking. We got the speaking and then more opportunities. I won't go into it. But like you said, that was a domino effect. It was mm-hmm. like one thing was contingent on the other. And if we wouldn't gotten the, the, the awards, then we probably wouldn't have gotten the speaking. So we knew that one thing had to happen for the other. And that was planning for years. Yeah. And I think a lot of people realize you got to be patient when you're doing things. It's so easy in this age to want things to happen, boom, like that, snap, next week this happens, next week that happens. No, we've been planning and building LashCast and and LashCon and all these things have been part of a very long-term strategy. Now, some of the things have changed. Like we pivoted a little bit. Obviously, the salon closed. That wasn't part of the plan. But we always did know that we were going to go towards training and equipping and, and be helping people. And that was always going to be part of the game. And so it's it's just kind of evolved. And I, like one thing I've always said, when you're making your plans as a general principle, hold loosely to your plans. Otherwise, you're going to just be angry and bitter mm-hmm. because your, your plans will change. You, the plans are just to get you moving and acting and doing things. But at the same time, You've got to be willing to pivot and alter and change along the way where things maybe go as you didn't plan. So, for instance, again, a good example would be, you know, Integrity Lash was not supposed to close this year. But when it did, if I got so hung up on closing Integrity Lash, there's no way I would have been able to do LashCon. Mm -hmm. But because I was holding loosely to my plans, I just said, well, I'm going to let that one die. But we have this other plan in play that's already rolling, so we're just going to continue and move out with that. And that became the new focus. I was hoping to do both, but ended up just doing one, and that was okay. That was probably in the bigger picture now, looking back retrospectively, it worked out quite fine. Didn't feel like in the middle of it. So again, holding lightly to your plans is something I strongly encourage you, because otherwise you can get too upset. You could just be angry all the time because things aren't working the way you want, and you're going to be miserable, and you don't realize that maybe there's a bigger goal, a bigger pivot you can make that can allow you to do great work and maybe a different way maybe you always want a lash line but you do this and that and all of a sudden you find out you're really going to do like what Lorena uh, not Lorena um, Melina. Melina does with Lash Wrap mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have this other product that's really cool and, and Lash Happy and Lash Happy mm-hmm. came out of, uh, of that so you just never know how life is going to go so yes make plans and then another thing too as a principle I say is sh- use the shoot ready aim principle or as Sheila says do it scared just do it right mm-hmm. just act don't wait don't wait for everything to be perfect uh, I know for Erica as a perfectionist, so uh, probably the big temptation is always want to probably wait till everything is really lining up right. And so it's better for you just to do it. Man, when I started LashCon, we had no money. I had to borrow money, guys. I, I, I don't know if you know. We borrowed money from our kids. Instead, we borrowed money from I them. Do, we yeah, took money. I mean, we were just, we closed the salon. We lost everything. We filed for bankruptcy. Yeah. I mean, there was so there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of money. So in January, when we put the deposit, I got Josh and Cole. And I said, like, guys, if you give me this money, I'll pay back a nice interest rate on it, and which is what we did. So they put the money up. We paid our deposit <laughs> for the hotel. And I literally just, after the last con, wrote them two checks for, the, for their, their, that plus interest. They made money on the deal. And for me, I was very much motivated just for that. That was the only like thing. The they're, they were your investors. They were. They're <laughs> friendly investors, yeah. and they got a very nice interest rate on it. So, yeah, I mean, we, we just did it. I, I didn't have the money, but I'm like, we have to do this to mm-hmm. us because I think if we don't do this, someone else will. And there can't be 20,000 last conferences. There is, I think there is a limited amount of conferences that can be on the market before you've saturated. It's not like clients. I think last clients, you don't have to worry about. If you do good work and you know the market, you'll be busy. But last conferences, we're not going to have one every other weekend. Right? Yeah. It's just too many. Mm-hmm. So we decided we really need to move now before the field got flooded. And we, that's what we did. We jumped in, did it, and did it scared, did it now, did it without being prepared, didn't even have the money. And we just kind of clawed our way through that mess and got it so just so you know i think the best way of getting anything done is just shoot ready aim just start and then you'll find your way while you're in it especially if you put it out there like we did hey we're doing last con <laughs> guess what everyone's expecting you to do it there's some accountability unless like unless you like eating humble pie a lot you just start doing it and make it happen so let's talk real quick about goals themselves goals are something that you need to do if you're ever going to accomplish something but not but I'm going to differentiate between wishes and goals. Well, why don't you explain? I mean, a goal has to be 
actionable. Yeah. Like you, you have, you can't just say, I want to lose weight. Yeah. Right? In fact, we saw this with our team when we would do this with our team for the last two, three years, we would have them write their goals out. Uh, basically every new year it was, it's, we started, I guess on the, the Christmas party. Um, it, yeah, it would be right. Um, the first meeting where we had our, our last awards and then we'd also have a goal setting section, like for an hour, we would tell the team, we'd like you to set your goals and we try different things. We'll talk about that in a second, but we, one of the things I'd see often is they would write like, I want to make more money. <laughs> okay. That's great. But that's a wish. Yeah. That's all it is. That's just a wish. Or I'd like to get a car. Okay. That's a wish. You get just general generic things like that. So there's a thing you can look up online and you go to, there's a bunch of these things that are called smart goals. You can go on Google and you can find it. Google what? what? Smart goal? Yeah. Type in smart, S-M-A-R-T, goal. And you'll see a bunch of, yeah, people are like, really? Probably have to spell that for me? No, I just, <laughs> I have to put this in here. Um, a Simpsons episode. Oh, no. Homer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, I am so smart. I am so smart. S-M-R-T. Oh, great. I've been covered. I've been compared to Homer. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, that's good company. Anyhow, so the SMART goal is what you want to look up, and you can read about it. I'm just going to go over it quickly because it really covers some details that will help you define what it needs to be. So first, it needs to be specific. You need to have a very specific goal. So, for instance, instead of saying, I want to lose weight, which is a great wish, you, I want to lose 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. You know, it has to be specific. It has to be, and it has to be measurable. It has to be something. That's the second thing, measurable. So it's like, okay, so it's 30 pounds specific. It's specifically losing what, how much weight and what, you know, how do you going to accomplish it? Well, I'm going to do it by losing two pounds a week. Mm-hmm. Like a friend of mine right now, he's trying to lose one and a half pounds a week. That's all. That's, mm-hmm. And it seems quite doable, right? It's not that's, like insane. Yeah. It's like just a little bit of time, just small little changes in his di- dietary plans, a little bit more exercise. And he's been losing one and a half to two pounds a week, sometimes one, but he gives himself one and a half. It's kind of cute. <laughs> and so it's just very simple, basic, but over a month, that's like eight pounds or six, to eight pounds. Then the next month, there's six, to eight pounds. And then you build a habit and it becomes normal. So this is where you, your first one is specific. Your next one is really then which answers the who, like what you're trying to, who is involved. So I'm going to be doing this. Then secondly is measurable. So you're going to give yourself some sort of what, how you're going to do that. I'm going to do a little bit of time. The next one is you have to make sure it's attainable. So sometimes we come up with goals like I want to lose a hundred pounds. Like really, really, is that really reachable? I mean, is that really something you can do? Is that even healthy? And that's a healthy. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm just going to jump out and, and, lo- and try to lose a hundred pounds like in three months or something like that. And you, so you got to make sure that you're being, you know, it's achievable, something that you can actually do. And very closely, the next one's being realistic about it and saying, you know, what's the time frame that you want to give it in? Is it, you know, attainable is more like, can you, is it impossible to do? Like, I want to go to the moon. Like, okay, stop it. Okay. <laughs> Unless you're, you know, 16 or 18 and you're, you're trying to get into the military or something like that as a pilot and you think you're going to be an astronaut one day, great. But otherwise, if you're like, I just want to go to the moon because I'm 55 and it's time that I go to the moon for some reason, okay, you just set a goal that you can't attain and it's just stupid. But then it's being realistic. It's like how, you know, not just attainable, how realistic is it? So you say, I want to lose, you know, 30 pounds over a year. You know, that's very realistic now is you give yourself a specific time and you also give with a range that's work that works. And then you have to set time to it. You, you can't just say, I want to lose 30 pounds and I don't know when it'll happen, but at some point you just got to be like, no, it has to be timely. You have to set some sort of time frame and that in steps along the way. So it's very specific. You're almost like writing a game plan. You say, here's my goal. And now I'm going to break it down how I'm going to accomplish that goal. And that can be in anything. Like for us with LashCon, it was like, we're just going to do LashCon. And then I had to break it down. I had to say, okay, well, we're going to do it. in. I had to set it far enough out in advance. So I knew I had enough time. So I said, October is far enough out to where I can do it. I can promote it and I can sell it. And I, so I gave myself that time limit and then I broke it down. First, I need to sell tickets. So, or I have to get a website up and I broke it down. I said, well, I have to have a website. I have to Instagram. I have to let people know about it. I have to set pricing. So I had to know what my, I had to figure the logo. I had to figure out my budget. So I started breaking down the bite sizes. And then I realized there was a time frame in which I would do things. I would first sell tickets. Then I'd go out and sell sponsorships. Normally, I would not do that because I had a tight time frame. I decided to sell tickets first, which would help me attract sponsors if I knew how many people I was going to bring. That would attract more sponsors. Now, this year, 
it doesn't matter because I'm going to have a year, so I can, I'm not as pressed. In fact, I'm going to, you know. Well, why don't we say, what if somebody has the goal, it's like, okay, I want more clients, right? Yeah. Well, that's too broad, right? Yeah, it's too broad. Right? So how many more clients do you hmm. want? So and, I and, would like maybe four new clients a week. Well, Is maybe you set for the month? goal of saying, look, for the year, I'd like to get 20 new clients or 30 new clients okay. for the year. Because, you know, I'm, I'm not pretty busy, but I'm not packed, so I can't. Get a lot. Now, is this the 20 uh, new clients good for a single practitioner, good for a salon? You break like, it down based upon your numbers. So if you have a salon with a team, you made with us, we always needed about 40 to 60 new clients to keep growing and adding new staff. And if you're a single practitioner, you may realize you only need, let's say over the year, 20 to 30. So maybe you're saying, I'm trying to get two to three new clients a month. Okay, so that would be good then for yeah. our listeners who are single practitioners. Yeah, break it to down. To say, what, 20 a year? 20 to 30. It all depends what you okay. need. If you're new, you probably need 50 or 60 new clients. And if you've been around for a year or two, maybe you only need one or two new clients a month. Okay. But you're not going to get everyone all at once. So you just kind of break it down month by month. And then you say, well, how are you going to get those clients? Because just obviously saying you want more clients... Mm-hmm. And I need two more. That's not enough. Now you have to get down to the nuts and bolts. So, okay, so I am going to use Instagram, let's say. So I'm going to start DMing people. I'm going to really interact with people in my local community who are influencers and start talking to them and reposting and really building connections with those in my community. What about asking for referrals? Because that's actually mm-hmm. the best way over yes. Instagram. And then the, probably the better way is just get some business cards made and then start specifically handing those out to your every one of your clients and please refer clients to me and you can start doing it that way there's a million different ways and we probably should just do an episode on how to build up a clientele but yes you have to now think of different ways that you're going to build that clientele and how you're going to communicate and set a budget for it and so forth well let's do this just so it's super applicable for our listeners let's say somebody says i want to have a higher clientele i want a clientele that is able to pay more and is more reliable yep um, can you can you walk us through some of those actionable items? Yeah. So with that, what I would because do because that's too nebulous. I want to. Well, is yeah. It, I no, it is. Saying generic, like I just want a higher pricing or higher clientele. Is, is that's more of a wish? But then, how do you do it? How, so really, what, okay, you're so gonna, what you could say is, I need to raise my prices. Yeah. If I'm at seventy dollars an, uh, an hour, fill, yeah. Maybe I'd like to go to 90, right? Yeah. Okay. So again, you need to do certain things. So you're going to have to look and say, well, I need to be certain productivity. Mm-hmm. I can't just be raising prices. Like, let's say you're seeing two people a week. It's probably not a smart idea at that point to raise your prices. You need to get up to a certain level of clientele. And what you're going to start learning to do is you're going to start building up your base, raise your prices, shed clients, and then you know, build up your base again. And then shed clients and build up your base again. So it's going to be a process. This is going to be a long-term strategy, which is what we did. Over two years, we raised our prices four times. We doubled our rates in two years. And we did every almost six months, we'd raise our prices. Now, I don't advise every six months in general. We were under market value, so that was okay. But if you're at market value, maybe once a year is smart. And then just be more aggressive to the point where you need to lose clients. You're not trying to just raise prices just to gain, you know, uh, you know, like five bucks an hour. You really want to give a big enough increase so that you lose some clients and then you're marking yourself as a new higher end type of person. Yeah. And so I'll just give you a couple of ideas in terms of lash design, what you need to do to have a, um, a higher paying clientele. Um, you're going to want to make sure that you're working on the longevity. You want the longevity to be more than two weeks. Yeah, okay, you want to really have clients yeah. going three to four you weeks. You want them to be, those lashes to be as durable as possible so they can withstand lots of washing, lots, lots of sleeping on hard pillows, lots of makeup. You want to improve your technique so those lashes last. The other thing is, is that you want to aim for a clientele that is a little bit more stable financially, which means older women. Um, so people that are not so much on the young set. Uh, so you're going to mm-hmm. advertise and go after women of a different demographic. Yeah. Um, professionals. Professionals, lawyers, doctors, nurses, mm-hmm. business owners, those people have more means than, no offense to all the wonderful millennials out there who are, you know, you know, working as maybe in school or servers or just doing whatever artists, they don't have that same kind mm-hmm. of income that you need, that you would need for that higher end client. So you may have to get people that you don't look like or don't feel comfortable around because don't they're older. Talk as like, the other thing is, is that the style is slightly different. An older woman, a professional woman 
now this is not every case, but generally she wants something a little bit more authentic looking. So the full on volume isn't going to do it for her, the strip lash look. I mean, maybe it will in certain areas, but generally she wants it to be a little bit more authentic looking, a little bit more subtle. She doesn't want to be outed every time she goes into a meeting and somebody's saying, oh my gosh, look at your lashes because she's a professional woman. That's embarrassing to her. So anyhow, so with the goal setting, you sit down and you break it down how you want to do it. So you say, I want to get higher end clients. So you start saying, well, I need to get to a higher price point then. How am I going to get there? Well, then I need to change maybe my style. I need to get more education. Maybe you say, well, to do that, I'm going to take a couple classes or I'm going to work extra or take some models. I'm going to do two models uh, a month. They'll help me practice on the side. I'm going to start a campaign to get feedback from people. So every person a week out or yeah. two weeks out, I'm going to say, how are your lashes? So I can write yeah. notes, finding out what are your specific problems? Is everybody's lashes, you know, lasting until two weeks and they completely fall apart or, you know, what's going on? Yeah. Taking notes, being very more analytical about things, really taking pictures every time when clients come back. So you really be intentional again. You're really thinking about how can I improve my skills really rapidly so over the next year I can get to that goal of raising my prices and then realize it's going to take a two, maybe three years of constantly growing as an artist, building up your base, raising your prices, shedding clients, and that's what you're going to do. That's and that's going to be your game plan to get to that higher level client. You're not going to do it in one sitting. You're going to, it's going to take some time and some patience and some, some long-term planning in this sense. So, and you can do that for every year. So just say this year, my goal, by the end of the year, is to have my prices $20 more. Next year, to have another $20 more. And then you have to, in between, fill it in with how you're going to do that. And that's mostly focusing on better, better retention for your lashes, better design, and also raising up the bar on your customer service. So some finding ways to, you can improve your customer service experience, whether it's better follow-up, better automated systems, better food, Maybe better Getting your better front beds. desk person, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Making sure that everything is top-notch in terms of design, that the top-notch design is something that your clients would like, not necessarily you. Yeah. So if you're playing, you know, really poppy music and things like that that you like, it may be great for you, but not necessarily what your client... go. If you're really looking for a high-end clientele go to some of the places that your high-end clientele would go yeah go to tiffany go to go to a fancy restaurant go to um yeah. you know Watch bloomingdale's shoppers go uh, to target yeah <laughs> you know see what kind of music they're listening to there see what they're serving copy those things yeah, exactly. So anyhow, so that's a little bit, I mean, we broke it down maybe really a lot. We're giving you more tips about how, actually how to raise your prices, but that was goal setting. So goal setting, I think, is something you have to do if you expect to see your business change every year. And there's a couple of ways of doing it that we've done in the past. Uh, I'll share, let Erica jump in on this first one because this is really what her sweet spot is. And that was the vision board. We think the vision board's an awesome thing. You want to share a little bit about what you did and how you did it and you know what benefit was for you. Yeah, vision board or dream board, sometimes they're called. Yeah. And I think it's really cool to do two, like one for your business and mm. then one personally. Yeah. Um, at least that's what helps me. Like I like to kind of keep it separate. Yeah. So if you, um, I mean, you just look through a bajillion magazines and cut out anything that speaks to you that yeah. you love. Whether it brings you joy. Whether it's like a phrase or beautiful, like scenery, like I, so I've done years where I didn't have words on mine at all. Or maybe I just had one word that was like my word for the year. Mm -hmm. And then I like, found pictures and images that went all around that. But especially because we are very visual in this industry, mm -hmm. it's really helpful to have something to look at. And even if it's like, like I think the last one that I did was like, it didn't communicate probably to anybody else what the goals were. <laughs> like you, like if you looked at it, you'd be like, I have what no idea mean? what she wants to do. This year. <laughs> really pretty. She yeah. likes rainbows. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if it's something that you can look at and go, okay, that reminded me of that. And that reminded me of this. And maybe it's like your morals or maybe it's how you want to present yourself to your clients, or maybe it's just how you want to be perceived. You know, mm -hmm. the first time you do it, it feels silly. Cause you're kind of like, okay, this is like arts and crafts. And yeah. I, I don't really know, but honestly, the more you do it, it's, it can be a really good tool to look at throughout the year to kind of bring you back to home. I guess yeah. you could say of like what you wanted to achieve that year. I know. I think so. And it's actually what you start with a lot of times when you want to start planning your year, make that first. Cause that's kind of almost like it's just from your gut, right? Mm -hmm. You're just seeing pictures. 
and it just hits you and you cut it out and you put it there. And then once you see all that put together as a, a nice mo- a collage, I guess you could say, then you can use that and break it down using the smart goals, going from that and say, okay, now let's break this down. How can I get there? Mm-hmm. How can I get that? Some of them are personal. Like you said, sometimes it's ethereal. It's just like, I just want to mm-hmm. be more loving to my husband or I just want to do this. But even then you can still come up with st- steps like, well, if I'm going to be loving, then I should probably do something to show that love. Right. Yeah. So maybe once a week, I'm going to do something out of the ordinary for my, for my husband to give him a little reminder, a little note or write something on the mirror or, or whatever his love language is. Yeah. You're going to do something and you mm-hmm. actually put that in an actionable item list. Yeah. And that's why I remember when we were <laughs> bringing this back to full circle, when we went through our dark time, I decided to start doing that once a week. Actually, I did it sometimes two or three times a week. I would just find a little way to show Tessie that I love her. It wasn't, it didn't cost money. Rarely did it cost money. It was just little knickknack, little things, little ways, whether it's a text, a note, a cleaning up something for her, whatever it was where I could serve her. And that's way I, for me, intentionally was saying, I'm going to make, I'm planning, I'm, I have a goal to redeem this relationship. And so for me doing that was how I, we began to repair it, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. So yeah, I mean, I think that vision board or dream board, which I actually not heard that. That's really, I like that. Yeah. That's even better. I think it is. You got to start with dreams yeah. and then you take those dreams and you make them goals and then from that you break down practical steps on how to achieve that goal and even if it's just something that is more fun for you and you're not very intentional with it i think if it's the first thing you do every year it's still setting a tone and it's still going this is a new year this is a new beginning this is the thing that i do every year to remind myself that it's new everything's new and so it's just a good like ritual i think to to do yeah no i think it's great and then another thing that we did was the time capsule which one of our team members came up with and we implemented, we did it for two years and I, I loved it mm-hmm. because time capsule, she, and you get, you can get this too online. I think we just like goal setting or something like that. There's some for, pre-made forms that you just, she would print it out and then it would just say, help you with all different things. Financially, what do you want to see different? You know, what type of things do you want to see personally in your life? What do you want to see business wise? What do you want to see in your career or your family? And then you just write down ideas like, oh, I just hope to be able to do this or that. And we would tell the team, please be specific. Don't just tell me you want to be busier in your salon or something like that. Or you hope to, you know, you know, find more love or whatever, you know, be very specific about what you want and how you're going to attain it and break it down. And so our team would do that. And what was super cool on the first year is that I went and looked at it and achieved almost everything that was on there. That was like, whoa, my gosh, it, it works. <laughs> so one of the staff went to Michael's and got a bunch of these little paper mache boxes. Yeah. And one of the crafts that we had set up in the back room for people to do was to decorate their boxes. So it was something simple. There was a bunch of stickers and markers. Washi tape. Yeah, you can yep. make your little box. I did nothing. Mine was as, brown. <laughs> yeah, he did nothing. It was paper mache. Um, and then, so you decorate it. So there's a little bit of pride in what you've made. And you fill out the form. You fold it up into tiny little squares. You stuff it in that box. And you put it away for the whole year. Yeah. And then we just put in, it was not, like when we see time capsule, I always think that it's being buried somewhere, <laughs> like treasure. We just put it in a plastic container with all the boxes and we just did not open it for a year. Mm-hmm. And then in January, at the next team meeting, we would open it and everyone would go through it. And then, you know, some people would be crying. No, <laughs> <laughs> no it's like, I, I, I think it was actually, it was funny. And some people went, oh my gosh, I totally forgot that I made these goals. Mm-hmm. And that's where you realize, okay, guys, by the way, don't make this your only copy. You know, do this, put the time capsule. Take a picture. Take a picture or copy it down, put it in some notebook or something. So then that becomes your, your roadmap for your year. And so that, I thought that was really cool. I really liked that. And, and if we were still open today, we'd do it. And if we ever hire and have a staff one day again with our new company, I think that's something we will do. I, I think it's a great tool and a great way to, re- at the end of the year, reward yourself when you look back and go, oh my gosh, that was so cool. And you guys can do this not just for your business, but you can do this for your families yeah. and your personal lives at home. You and your husband, yeah. you and your boyfriend, your, pug, your partner, you and your pug. Your- girlfriend, whatever, yeah. your, um, your children. Yeah. Yeah. You do that. And one other thing I know Erica mentioned, and I think I, I did this for a few years and I liked it. I have not done it the last couple of years and that's, and you just remind me, I want, I think I'm going to do that again next year. And that's having a word for the year. Mm-hmm. I heard this years ago, about six, seven years ago on a podcast. And I loved the idea. It was so cool. And it, it becomes your theme. And for us one year, for me, it was rebuild. I think another year growth and what's cool is it helps you actually filter through what you're going to do that year. Mm-hmm. For me, when it was growth, it was a year that we actually had a lot of growth. And that was before we were hoping for growth. But that year, I said, we're going to do growth this year. And everything was decision was like personal growth, business growth. 
whatever we did was about growth. And so it was about that. The re, and there's just been, you can pick any theme, whatever you feel. And it, it could change, by the way. Maybe partway through the year, you're like, you know what? My, my, I this, grew enough. You grew enough. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm getting too big. But you just, you know, you may decide, okay, that word that guides you through that year and helps you almost filter through what decisions you make can change along the way too. Don't be so locked in hard line. Like, no, I can't change it. My word was, you know, joy. And now I'm, I have too much joy. I don't know, but whatever it is. So just, I thought that was a kind of a cool idea that I liked it. And actually just reminded me, I want to do that again. Cause it really was kind of fun to see that implement and actually go into your decision-making process. And then we'll have to share them on the podcast. What our words are. That's right. That's a good idea. That sounds like oh, a plan. crap. We just put it out there. Yep, didn't we got to do it. Got to do it. So anyhow, that's a few things for you guys. Hopefully that's helpful for you with your goal planning for this upcoming year. And if you, by the way, why don't we just do this? I love this. You know, interactive thing where we get to hear back from you guys all the time. Please, why don't you post online or DM us your goals? And you, um, what should we do? A hashtag or something like you know, twenty goals, twenty. Yeah, hashtag. How about last cast goals? Maybe mm-hmm. and just ha- you know, and then we'll repost that. You also mm-hmm. tag us to last cast, and we will post that, and we'll just share that with the community what your goals are. And you know, hopefully, that's one other thing. Really, that's the biggest one. Actually, now I think about. Once you've done all this, you've got to share it with some friends. Mm-hmm. You've got to get some other people to know about it, whether it's your family, your business partner, your employees, your staff, your boss, whatever. Share your goals with at least a couple of people so that you will now have some accountability. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you put it out there means that you feel a lot more pressure to actually follow through on what you just said. Because if you don't tell anyone you keep it as a secret... Probably, probably not going to happen. Yeah, sorry, mm-hmm. probably not going to happen. You're just going to keep it to yourself. It's easy. You can't fail if no one knows, right? Mm-hmm. So that's probably our last tidbit is just make sure you tell someone. And so, yeah, we will have to do our word of the year. Tustin say she would do it, but... I will do it. Hey, okay. <laughs> Some Muppet just squeezed into the room. So I will do it. Anyhow, so otherwise, guys, hopefully you have a wonderful New Year's. Thank you for just listening to us from this last year. It means the world to us. Good. Getting to know you guys. We actually have like over 5,000 listeners now. And maybe yes, by the time this is on, we'll be yeah. with that. So it's amazing. <laughs> That's the reason a, why we do it. Yeah. yeah all you guys, it, you mean the world to us. We're thankful for each of you. We do not ever take you for granted. And if we ever do, you have the right to come and kick my butt. Because <laughs> uh, we really are grateful and thankful for that. So thank you for a great year. Thank you guys for a great year, 2019. Yeah. Turn start out rough and then I think it's finishing strong and for that we're so excited for 2020 mm. which I feel like I should be flying or having spacesuits. 2020 sounds so futuristic to it me. Does so. we're gonna have our our meals in the shape of a pill? Yeah, that's it. Robots and will robots rule the world. robots will rule the world. Yes, so take over. Yes, right. Judgment Day will finally come. All right, guys, <laughs> thanks so much for a great great podcast and a great year. that wraps up this show and this year thank you so much for hanging out with us today and supporting us throughout 2019 i want to ask you to please follow us on instagram at lashcast podcast and remember to subscribe share and review and i want to wish each of you a happy new year and we really hope that 2020 will be a year full of blessings and surprises that maybe like for us don't always look good at first but can blossom into something life-changing for you we love you guys, and it means so much that you've been with us for this last year, listening to our podcast, DMing us, following us, supporting us, coming to LashCon and shaking our hands, giving us hugs. It's been amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're going to make it even better for 2020. I promise you we have more cool stuff coming, and our goal is to continue to serve and better our Lash community. On behalf of my Lash experts of Tusty and Erica, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen Keep on lashing, and remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.